That's a good question. That sounds like a good question for the philosopher on the mountain. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Examined, explored, and simplified. It's the podcast designed to help you be a more effective leader. Welcome to Leading the People Side of Business with Todd Averett and Todd Chandler. All right, Todd. Well, today I want to talk about, or I would propose we talk about, are we really making a difference as a leader? And what prompted our discussion uh, on this podcast today really was a conversation that I had uh, just this week with uh, somebody that I worked with early in his career. He had just come out of college and uh, worked for me. And uh, I had an opportunity to have a call with him. And he was saying, you know, Todd, I just want to let you know that uh, several times we'd had conversations about my style and uh, how I can adjust that style to both reflect you know, my own personality and own come from while making some adjustments to better fit the company and how helpful that was. And I've been able to use some of that perspective and it's especially helpful to me now in my current role. And uh, I was I was uh, a little bit surprised by the conversation. I, I did enjoy working with him and I was trying to help him as he was an early career pers- person, but it had not occurred to me that some of those conversations that I had had 15, I'm going to say 15 years ago, uh, were still something that he remembered and he, something he still found helpful. And so I, I wonder, Todd, if we could talk a little bit about how do we know if we're really making a difference as a leader? Yeah, I think that's a very rich topic to discuss. And, you know, one part of that is it sounds like the example that really triggered this for you was one where you didn't f- you did. You weren't aware that you were making right. a difference in at the time, and I guess part of that is is that even important? <laughs> like, like if we think we're doing a good job and doing what we can <laughs> to help on it, is the difference in really helping the person grow or their awareness of that making a difference the important piece? That's a good. Que- that sounds like a good question for the philosopher on the mountain. <laughs> you know, <laughs> does, does it matter if we're making a difference? Does it matter if we know we're making a difference? You know, my my heart tells me that it does matter sure. uh, that we're making a difference in some in some way. You know, just kind of contributing to the world, contributing to society suggests that making a difference matters. But but what I what I think, Todd, is that many uh, of us might have different opinions about what making a difference really means. For example, um, I could see someone, and I've known people like this, that believe. Because they exceeded their sales goals for the year, and I'm making this up as an example, uh, they are really making a difference because they help contribute to the bottom line of a company. And sure. to some extent, that's right. Right? It did make of, a difference, right. It made a difference for that year, uh, accomplished sales. Another person might say, hey, I figured out how to streamline this process and it saved the company $25,000. Is that making a difference? Right. Yeah, probably so for that particular year. It strikes me, however, Todd, that maybe there is a difference between those type of right. differences and differences that 
will last and linger. Well, there, there, you know, kind of, I guess, part of this is what do we actually mean by that phrase? Because you can have an impact and not necessarily make a difference. What we're really talking right. about is making <laughs> things better, right? If I right, go right. in and I totally screw things up and drop sales down to it, I made a difference. It was one way <laughs> and my actions came in and made them different. But that's not the the intent of what that phrase is. It's really about making it better. And I always could think back to that, you know, the old Boy Scout uh it's not the motto, but kind of a philosophy you picked up on it, that you leave your campsite better than you found it. And so right, um, right. thinking about the interactions that we have, and certainly as leaders, the teams that we lead, the individuals on that, are we leaving them with our interactions where they are better off for that interaction? And the teams that we lead, are they better off because of our leadership? And I think the very starting point of that is defining what does better off actually mean? Right, right. Well, you know, as you were talking about that, I, I was thinking about someone who might say, and I've I've worked with leaders like this, who are very tough and offer very direct, sometimes frankly harsh feedback, and feel very good about that because they feel like very few people do that. And by offering this harsh, direct feedback, perhaps negative feedback, that they're really making a difference because people understand finally, more clearly, more directly what they need to do to improve. Right. So. So the question I would pose is, is that person making a difference? If we were to ask the, the people that that person uh, uh, supervises, my suspicion is it would be a mix. Sure. There, there might be some people who would say, my goodness, although he's a little hard, or, or she, for that matter, is a little hard on me or very hard on, hard on me, I really need it. And uh, he seemed to be fair or she seemed to be fair. And I was able to make adjustments based on that direct feedback. That could be one set of responses. Uh, I think, however, we could also both see that there could be an entire another set of responses that are not as positive. <laughs> well, yeah, and even if the fact that they altered my behavior and I responded and acted differently, if I was more productive but didn't like the way I was coached about that, didn't like the way I became where I did, if I still was better off and more effective in my role because of the toughness I, I grew or whatever, is that still leaving me better off and is that acceptable? And I think, you know, part of that is really as leaders making sure you take a moment and define what it is that you want to do. What is that difference that you want to make? And if that's the difference you want to make, then I think it's important to be upfront with that. And that may fit for some organizations and for some teams, but it may not for some of the others. Yeah, that's right. And the other thing that occurs to me is that there, the, I think there's a component when we talk about making a difference related to a time horizon. Yep. So, so when you think about making a difference, am I making a difference this, you know, this week? Am I making a difference just for this month, this quarter, this sales year? Uh, or am I making a difference that's going to last longer than this year? You know, I think about uh, one of the uh, HR professionals I worked with relatively early in my career who was working on a very major project. And this project ended up uh, impacting the stores and the store associates pos positively for 10 years, yeah. maybe. Maybe not quite that long, but many years. And although it wasn't perfect, it, it made a difference. It made a difference in terms of the onboarding of, of uh, thousands of associates, the effectiveness of the training. Uh, how they felt about the company. I mean, all sorts of things that lingered well beyond that first year. And so to me, that's an example of a leader who made a difference. Sure. I think that 
it's a it's a little bit of a fine line here in that we as leaders we all want to make a difference but also you know and we've talked about this on several of our other episodes about somewhat of that servant leadership model and not having to take credit for things. And so as a leader making a difference and particularly having a big impact on it, if we want to know, and this gets back to that original question of, is it important to know in the moment whether you're making a difference or not? Like how much credit do you take for that for having made a difference versus how much am I just contributing? And I and I think it really nets down to a very simple, you know, kind of uh, deposits or withdraws or, you know, are you a net producer or are you a net consumer? So in the interactions are you doing, are you adding value along the way or are you detracting from that and creating more time and energy to go um, to work with? And I, I think that's a tough measure to get along the way, but simplifying that down to say, you know what, I want to make sure that I bring generosity to the table, I bring energy to the table, I bring ideas and support to the table, and that's what I'm going to measure whether I made a difference or not. Was this group more energetic when I left than when I came in, or was it more drained when I left? That's a simple way to be able to measure to say, what difference did I make? And I guess the the real question, now now you got me up on my soapbox, now I'm going. Um, I think part of it is we can't not make a difference, right? Like we're going to impact every interaction that we go. Even if we go and we sit there like a bump on the log, we still had an impact on our interaction with the team. And so part of that is really assessing what difference is it that we want to make. You know, Todd, that's, that's an insightful point. And I think this goes back a little bit to what we had talked about some time ago about thinking about what our own personal GPS or compass looks like. Yep. Remember we talked about that? Being, being clear on what really matters to us in terms of our values, what relationships are important to us, um, our sources of joy, those types of things. And I, and I wonder if being cl- more clear on those types of things can help us identify what matters to us in terms of the type of difference we're making. I think that's the right thing to tie into. And, you know, sometimes the things we make a difference around are things that are much more intangible to try to measure. Um, you know, you can't, you, you can measure sales and, you know, did I do something, but me- measuring the energy of a group is a very difficult thing to put a measurement on. Right. Well, and similarly, uh, if you're an effective coach and you offer some great uh, support and counsel to someone who's growing their career, uh, you may not immediately know that or feel that or observe that, but some of that may be something that comes down you know, a year later, five years later, or even 15 years later, like this other conversation that I had. Sure. And part of that is having faith in the process of being able to say, I know these things will work. It's a, it's a little of the, the farming analogy that I have to plant and plant and realize that some of my seeds will take and grow and some of them won't. And so understanding that, that even though I'm doing the right thing, the individuals that I'm working with need to have a certain level of receptivity to feel like I've actually made a difference or an impact in them. And I think the other part of this that really ties in is making sure that we're receptive to others having an impact on us. Right. Yeah. Well, I'd like to get back to that. Just before we do, though, it kind of reminds me of this concept uh, related to people who are multipliers, right? People are multipliers in theory, and there's there's, uh, some some uh, good reading on this, are able to multiply the capability, the talents, um, the engagement, if you will, of folks that work with them, because that's what they focus on. 
Right. And uh, <clears throat> I think that that thinking tends to be really helpful if that's an important part of your leadership compass, right? If you if you kind of decide, I want to be a multiplier, I want to um, increase the overall capability and satisfaction that people have, I have to kind of be satisfied with uh, delayed observation of results sometimes. <laughs> and then also being more comfortable with letting go of stuff and being less worried about personally take, taking credit for stuff and more about uh, being pleased with when other people succeed. I love this notion of a multiplier. You think about, you know, as a leader, you have four people on your team. If you're an adder, uh, I don't know if the right word, uh, the right comparison to what a multiplier would be, but, you know, if there's five of us and we get a chance to do the work of five, but if I can harness my difference-making skills to be a true multiplier, as you're saying, then, you know, I can take that up to eight, 16. I can go ahead and multiply that out that we can actually get more out of uh, everybody than just necessarily adding one more person to the team. Right. And, and, and to do that, though, I think it requires the perspective that that is important, right? That multiplying is important and that it's not, the world does not revolve around me. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of interesting. The other thing, just kind of going back to what you talked about, Todd, is that um, I think there's something really valuable to to be reflective about the people that have had a major difference on our lives. You know, I think about uh, a, a director that I worked for early in my career who was just really, really good about helping me kind of get grounded <laughs> in the organization and, and help me understand what do you really focus on when there's a lot of challenge and complexity and how do you get to know the teams that you're working with? And uh, at the same time also gave me a lot of uh, encouragement and praise and try to recognize my unique capabilities that I could leverage to be even more successful. It was just a wonderful uh, leader for an early career person that really made a profound difference on me. And frankly, because of that difference, Todd, I've tried to follow to some extent that model myself, hopefully making a difference for other people. There's a little bit of a situation helps define those elements in that you could have a person who is a great influence and a person who's very receptive, but if the situation and the dynamics aren't such that it creates the opportunity to make that difference, it may be very challenging. Um, but being able to make sure that you've got a big problem to solve, you've got a big project to work on, you've got an opportunity to fail, some of those opportunities can really make a difference. And part of that is just reflecting back on my own life. It's, you know, after those greatest stumbles that somebody's there to really make a bigger difference than when things are sailing along nicely. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good... Good point, Todd. I'm thinking about, uh, and I, and maybe this is good. I don't remember what the mistake was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess that's a good thing. But I, I, it was a pretty major mistake. And I remember visiting with uh, one of the senior executives that I reported to at the time. It said, "Hey, I am sorry. I just totally blew this, and you know, I won't do it again." And you know, it, it wasn't anything that I, I, uh, I did knowingly, but I just, I, I missed some stuff, as I recall. Yeah. And I remember the executive the time saying, well, this was kind of an expensive training program for you. <laughs> I hope it works. <laughs> and he was really, he was really, you know, I'm making it sound more 
uh, point of it really was, but he, he, he made a point of saying, this is for you to grow and learn and uh, move on. And uh, I remember being really impressed by that. It'd be nice to offer somebody a diploma in those moments, wouldn't it? Or at least a certificate of completion. You know, <laughs> yeah. congratulations, you have just gone through an expensive learning moment. Yeah. Well, I'd have to say, Todd, I probably have some postdoctoral work then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've already got some degrees on that. I've got a lot of honorary degrees in that situation. Yeah. One of the dangers, it seems to be, for somebody who's earnestly wanting to make a difference, and this this gets back a little bit to that first question about is it important, should we seek to make a difference, and how much effort right. and energy and attention should we give to trying to make a difference? You know, obviously, if we have that that compass or that GPS, that these are the core values, and this is what we want to do to add value to the people that we work with, is that enough? Or do we need to crank that up just a little bit to say, what difference can I make in this person's life? Because sometimes you don't know what difference that is, and so really just taking the right steps. And the reason I ask that question is it seems to me that the Venn diagram of earnestly wanting to make a difference and seeking approval or to be liked by the team, there there might be some overlap there. And it could be dangerous to slip into that trap of seeking that approval as opposed to staying true to being a leader and making sure you're making the right decisions as a leader. You know, I wonder, Todd, if this is related to emotional maturity. Sure. You know, we talked, more, yeah. yeah, I was going to say we talked to one of our earlier podcasts about that. But I, I, I would imagine that someone who's at the lower end of the maturity scale or continuum is going to be one who's really worried about being liked and maybe getting confused about, you know, blurring the line between being liked and really making a difference. And, and, and those individuals who are higher on the mature scale, maturity to continuum, if you will, are going to be more focused on how, how can I make things better longer? How can I... Let me say it differently. How can I help influence things to be better longer term, even if short term I may have people that are not happy with me? Sure. Right, because sometimes to make the difference means to provide the answer, the direction, the feedback that isn't necessarily popular in the moment. Right, right. And sometimes it means saying no when everyone wants you to say yes or saying yes when everyone wants you to say no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? You know, I, I'm reflecting on uh, workshops that I've been over the years, and in those workshops, when we ask people to reflect on the type of differences that they have made in their lives, the types of questions that usually we would ask or I've been asked have been things like, um, when you leave your organization, will anyone notice? <laughs> Uh, that's one. Uh, another one might be, and this this is thinking about a little bit further uh, down the time horizon, um, at your 80th birthday party, and you invite people that have known you, invite people there who have known there for many years, coworkers, colleagues, that kind of thing. Uh, what will they say about you? What what kind of difference will have made when they reflect on that? And those those two uh, perspectives are kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect to say, and and really kind of on the front end too. So what was the team, the organization like before you joined? What was it like right. when you left? And right. then, um, and, and, and you know, it's tough because as leaders, one of our jobs is to be able to build a team that really could survive without us. So part of that is once you're gone, is it better off? Not necessarily how much are you missed or uh 
what was it like? But I think being able to um, think through that, and I just recently heard, um, I think it was Sam Harris was talking about, we all experience different uh, deaths. You have the physical death, you have the uh, spiritual death. And then he said, the last death is when the last person alive mentions your name. And I, I thought this was kind of an interesting mm. concept to think about. Mm. And if you think about making a difference within an organization, not that we're trying to be bragging, not that we're trying to create this great, um, long-lasting legacy within the organization, but I think that's a good measure of how strong of a difference you made is how often you get referred to after you've left. That's interesting. I'm going to have to ponder that for a while. That's really interesting. Yeah. You know, and, you know and, and part of that servant leadership is such a way that if you could do it in a way that's not so obvious that it's not Todd made a difference, but that, I mean, where you really make the, the ultimate difference is where the team feels like they did it all on their own, right? Sure. Right. Yep. That's a good point. You know, I, I guess one other question that comes to my mind that we can ask ourselves, and by the way, <clears throat> when I reflect on this question, Todd, I'm not sure I always would like the answer <laughs> when I reflect on it uh, over the years, is that if if people had the choice, would they choose to follow me? So either with my current team or with my past team or whatever it might be, if if they had a choice, if they didn't report to me or they didn't have to work with me, would they choose to follow me? And, that, and, and I wonder if that might be related to how they feel about the difference uh, it feels when they are on the team. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a smart way to look at it is if they didn't have to, would they choose to be a part of that or choose to sign up for you being a leader of that team? Right. Yep, that's right. So, you know, I guess it just really goes back to what we talked about before. And it goes back to really your leadership compass and your, 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 <clears throat> your GPS, if you will, and identifying those, those values that matter to you, those relationships that matter to you, those sources of joy, and making decisions every day as a leader based on those. And uh, my suspicion is, is that some, some people may not be a perfect fit for that and, and, as you interact with them, it may be that the difference for them isn't quite the same. Uh, but for those that share some similar types of values, uh, similar uh, feelings of importance in some of those relationships, my suspicion is that the perception of making a difference in that person's life will be significant. Maybe a good way for us to, to wrap this up is to each share from our own experience, you kind of already shared one, but maybe there's another one that you, you can share from somebody that made a difference in our leadership journeys. Sure. Well, let's see. Do you want to go first? Or <laughs> do you want me to share one? <laughs> as, as we both sit and ponder, that always makes for good podcasting. It's the silence is why we think. Yeah. Yeah, do I have an example? No, I, I think I do. Yeah. Um, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. But, you know, it's, it's fascinating actually um, that, one of the very first ones that comes to my mind is a high school teacher that I had. And, uh, and part of this may just be timing that he, this is his last year and he's retiring. And so a bunch of his former students are getting together to, uh, put together kind of a, a nice roasting for him this summer and, uh, uh, pull it all together. And it's just been very much reflecting and thinking about, um, 
the extra time and the extra commitment that I had. And if I had to boil it down, it was really listening and understanding who I was. And it was, it gets back to this, the situation uh, defines the element a little bit on that of letting me know that I was okay, you know, <laughs> it was going to be all right. And just kind of that reassurance of like, hey, this is normal and you're going to get through this just fine. Um, and really making sure that I can pause and reflect in others and provide that reassurance as people are struggling through difficult times as well, I think would be one of the the very early examples that I had that has really stuck with me all these years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the folks that I'm thinking about is a uh, senior executive recently retired and he had responsibility for a large part of the organization and he had a great sense of humor and the other thing that I appreciate about him is that he really tried to leverage the strengths of the people on his team. So whether it was me or other people on his team, he did a very nice job of understanding what those strengths were and letting people run. And based, you know, based on their capacity and, and capability, letting people run with that. And he was also very good about sharing appreciation after the project or the task was completed. I know that sounds small, but boy, it sure made a big difference. And he was in such a big role that it impacted hundreds, if not thousands of people, uh, based on his uh, style and approach. And I really appreciated him for that. You know, just hearing, kind of talking through and thinking through the different examples, it seems to me to boil down that we can make a difference through our role modeling in the Uh way that we show how to get through situations. We can make a difference in the feedback we provide to others. And we can make a difference in the value that we add uh, through our direct interaction. Yes, that's right. And and I would say specifically some of the coaching that, and feedback that we provide and guidance. Um, I think that those particular types of interactions can have long-lasting impacts. fascinated by some of these conversations that we have that I really didn't expect to end up where we did on that, Um, which I I think is good because it shows good reflection and really thinking through these particular topics that, I don't know, like when I first read this as a topic, I thought, yes, I'd like to make a difference. And certainly there's value to what we do. I don't know. It, It kind of hit me as we go through this. That shouldn't be the end goal, though, right? The the end goal, I, I don't know, I, I, it's tough because the end goal should be to make a difference. You do want to add value and you do want to make it better off than when you came before. But it's not about the glory or the conversation 15 years later that, hey, you made a big difference. It's the actual difference that is the more important part. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and how about I say it in a slightly different way? Uh, To me, Todd, making a difference means that you are living your life consistent with your leadership compass. Yeah. And I think having the consistency of making sure that compass is so well-defined that even if their payoffs don't seem to happen in the moment, having the confidence of knowing they will pay off in the long run. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And, And that's right. 
it, and really, that's kind of a, that's what you that's the definition of a principle-centered leader. Yep. Yeah, I may play around with the editing on this one. I may try to work that in a little. Yeah. Loose, I like loose that. Here. You're 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 brilliant. <laughs> no, you're I wish brilliant. I would have thought of no, that. No, no, you're brilliant. <laughs> no, 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 you are brilliant. I think I think here's the deal. Neither one of us are too smart on our own, but we both happen to be <laughs> multipliers. And then when you multiply on a multiply, you get like a whole infinity loop of brilliance going. <laughs>